is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. This is episode 112. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do it at Ty underscore Fenwick. Derek's, uh, Derek is at Divine Identity. Uh, we're talking about two games because that's what's happened since we were on here last. Uh, Michigan beat Rutgers, technically a home game, but it was at Madison Square Garden, and then lost to Ohio State in a, a kind of a heartbreaker. And and we were talking before about how it would be great if Michigan could win two or three against uh, Rutgers, Ohio State, and Michigan State. Obviously, to still do that, you have to beat Michigan State on Saturday, and we'll get there. But uh, first, Derek, what did you think of what Michigan did against Rutgers and Ohio State? Well, yeah, like we talked about, winning two out of three is ideal, which you still have that opportunity to do, though the bad news is it's against Michigan State, who obliterated Michigan the last time they played. Against Rutgers, I think they did exactly what they uh, needed to do. It's a tough environment to, to play. Rutgers fans actually showed up for something, really probably since they joined the Big Ten Conference. Um, I heard maybe 60-40 crowd in favor of Rutgers, but just based on uh, the, the kind of the, what you could hear on the TV, it sounded like Michigan faithful were in there very strong. Uh, and so that's always good to, to see, obviously. And so I think they took care of business. And I honestly thought that they looked pretty good uh, in Xavier Simpson's return. And I thought that'd be enough to beat Ohio State at home. Uh, and it's just like, man, that second game just looks so much different than the game against Rutgers. Both teams looked horrible. Officiating was off the wall. It was a very physical game. Almost nothing was being called until obviously a very game-changing call happened at the end. But it just it honestly looks like two different teams played. And that's kind of been the story for Michigan is they have kind of some spurts where they're good and, and more uh, more often than not lately, they, they look like a kind of an average team. And, and that's what they looked like against Ohio State. And it wasn't enough to beat the Buckeyes. And unfortunately, yet another loss at home at Chrysler. So I know what I think about the foul you mentioned on Xavier Simpson late against Ohio State, but first I want to hear what you think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's put himself in a position. Uh, there's a lot of tedious things that you could probably come up with that he's done in his career. I don't think he needs to pull on the jersey there. I do think there's some truth behind what Juwan Howard and others have said about you know bracing the fall, but I think because the jersey ripped, that's what really caused it to be uh, even more dramatic than it already was. I don't think it's a fair call to make regardless, but I mean, Xavier Simpson's a senior. Uh, he's coming off of having a suspension a couple of games ago, uh, and some news of that has, has come out. And it's just like, man, at some point you've got to be aware of your surroundings and uh, maybe stop from the petty stuff if it was in fact petty. But yeah, it's a... Uh, I mean, the call was detrimental, and it, it really hurt Michigan. And as soon as Ohio State hits both of those free throws uh, and gets the ball, you could basically assume uh, sort of a miracle that the game was over. Xavier Simpson, in the past, has been known to at times get a little aggressive offensively with you know, a very strong arm coming up uh, to push off. And it, it seems to happen in moments when like Michigan really needs something. And that's why I wasn't very surprised that one, you know, he reached out and, and grabbed the jersey. Whether he meant to grab the jersey or the arm, just reaching out to to grab uh, in general, I was not surprised. And I also thought it was a good call 
to call that a foul. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't worthy of a flagrant. You know, and and obviously, Ohio State made two free throws and then got the ball back, and and that was huge with how much time was left. But I thought that was the right call, and I think Xavier Simpson has um, he's been called for some of that stuff before offensively. But even earlier in the game against Ohio State, I think uh, Jay Billis, he, he mentioned, uh, and rightfully so, a point where Xavier Simpson was driving. He ended up kicking out to somebody, maybe Eli Brooks, and I think he missed a three. But, but anyway, he, he's, he's driving, and he really throws that, that right arm up. I think it was the right arm, and, and gets a good push off in the defender. Um, doesn't look like he's flopping or trying to sell it like he was genuinely pushed off and and Simpson I think just does that from time to time and and uh you know it really hurt late in the game against Ohio State I think you got to make a call when you see that Uh, obviously you go to the the monitor and uh, you you make a call I mean would have preferred even just bias aside to seeing a common foul um, or I wish there was a you know couple of shots, uh, but Ohio State doesn't get the ball. But the way flagrant one and flagrant two set up, I um, mean the team's going to get the ball, and so it's just it's unfortunate. Uh, but the part that I didn't like is when Juwan Howard was talking about how they turned the monitor or shut the monitor off or whatever, so he couldn't see it. I don't know what the rules in the Big Ten or the NCAA are in terms of coaches being able to look at that stuff. Maybe that's an NBA thing that's not something you can do in the NCAA. I haven't looked into that or, or followed up on that, but no, just kind of, I think just the, the lack of explanation uh, of why it deemed to be a, a flagrant one. Um, and then like a lot of people thinking that if, again, if the Jersey doesn't rip, then that call looks a little different, but I mean, the fact of the matter is we could talk about a call for an hour. Uh, we always talk about officiating uh, when it comes to Michigan, Ohio state. And it usually seems like Michigan gets the short end of the stick, but in any game, whether it's football or basketball, Michigan didn't play enough or didn't play well enough to win the game. There were a lot of opportunities they had to pull away. For a moment there, it looked like they could have pulled away, and it seemed like every time they got something positive going, Ohio State had a response. And we talked about this. Ohio State is a great team. They've, they've also started hot and really kind of faded off, but both of those teams are teams that um, many think are NCAA tournament teams. They're both teams with great wins. Ohio State really doesn't have many bad losses, if any bad losses. And I'm not surprised at the result, but now Michigan's got to find a way to to bounce back uh, and, and try to get a win at home against a very challenging Michigan State team who's also lost like four of seven or, or four of eight or something like that. They've challenged, been challenged a little bit, especially on the road in some matchups. So if Michigan can come out and, and play its best game, I mean, this would be the – the weekend to do it, and, and maybe this is what uh, propels them moving forward, or at least gives them a better shot to for sure be off the bubble. You know what you mentioned earlier um, about Ohio State being able to consistently respond. I think that was the whole key to the game because Michigan uh, they didn't shoot the ball very well overall, but they they would go on a little run and you know get up two, three, maybe four. I think the the biggest lead I think was five, but when when they hit a couple shots in a row, they weren't able to get a couple stops in a row on defense, and so it it, it they were never able to pull away. Even though it felt like they had a lot of the momentum, 
in the second half, just, you know, not able to come up with the necessary stops. And when you do that, you find yourself in a, uh, in a, in a 50, 50 game down the stretch. And, you know, it doesn't matter anymore uh, how many good runs you went on. You, you have a, a two minute ball game to win or a three minute ball game to win. And, and Ohio state won it, but it's all because it, Michigan went on a little run, but Ohio state didn't go away. And I know we can, uh, debate if that's uh, poor defense or if Ohio State was just really executing. Fact of the matter is they didn't go away and, and you know Michigan wasn't able to string together any stops. It seems like the only way Michigan's going to win games, uh, especially against talented teams, which is most of the Big Ten, uh, is to have a good shooting night. Um, anytime they've struggled from the floor, they've been able to you know keep themselves in it. Uh, or maybe another team's also playing poorly. Like both Michigan and Ohio State played very poorly to start both halves. So when I look at a game like Michigan State coming up this weekend, Michigan's got to shoot better. Um, they've got to find rhythm. They've probably got to catch fire from deep. Uh, and they've got to play great defense because they're playing a very talented, not only a very talented Michigan State team, but a very, very talented point guard in Cassius Winston, who's always had Michigan's number historically just seems to play some of his best games whether it's home or on the road against Michigan and you you always see this with basketball it's a game of runs teams will get high they'll let another team back into it uh and maybe back and forth for the remaining uh minutes of the, the second half but Michigan's also a team this year where it seems like they're letting teams get away from them and so I think Michigan's got to come out uh shoot hot from the floor in the first half and really kind of control the tempo of the game, something you'd really hear more in, in, in football. But they've really got to control the tempo, uh, step it up on defense, and find a way to get some key wins. If it's not Michigan State, and it's likely not going to be against Michigan State, they've really got to kick it into gear as Big Ten season ends, or they are in jeopardy of missing the NCAA tournament. Okay, so before we go on and talk about Michigan State, I want to know what you thought about Michigan's last set against Ohio State. Obviously, they chose, it looked like anyway, they chose to to run it down and get one good look at a three, which they did. Eli Brooks from the corner just didn't hit it. Do you wish they would have gone for a quick two? I don't because I just haven't seen enough of Juwan Howard in those situations. I think that he felt confident. Uh, he gave you know kind of the nod to, to Eli Brooks to be able to um, have an opportunity to hit a shot. They did get a great look. Again, yes, there wasn't time left on the clock for a really even a putback, but I guess I'm happy that they got a good look because you see a lot of teams come out in situations like that and oftentimes not even get a shot off. Uh, so for them to, to generate that play, even though it took 12 seconds or whatever it was, I mean, you at least had the opportunity. You missed the shot. You lose the game. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm not too unhappy with it. I, I think you're right because of uh, uh, you know Michigan did get a good shot. We hear people talk about in those kind of situations, usually not that late. You know, you're talking about being down uh, you know, five or six or whatever, and with the maybe forty seconds, and and the commentators will say one will ask the other, okay, what should they do here? And the other one will say, well, you need to get the best shot. That's all that matters. Michigan got a really good shot, and I know. It's easy to look at it and say they should have taken it with, uh, you know, and left a couple seconds to, to just to, you know, see what happens with a potential putback or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, Michigan ran what it wanted to, 
and got a good look from its best three-point shooter, I, I don't know what there really is to complain about. So looking ahead now at Michigan State, this is on Saturday at noon on Fox. Uh, obviously, the, the first matchup got out of hand late, although Michigan was within striking distance for most of the time. I'm feeling a pretty similar outcome. This was at home, uh, but I still feel like this this is going to be a game Michigan just isn't good enough to win, and it'll show. I mean, I really do think that Michigan's due for a big game, uh, regardless of opponent. It's just hard to see it happening against an opponent like Michigan State. But what I haven't seen, I mean, Michigan might just not be a great team. But what's also frustrating is even in years where they also, maybe some of Beeline's teams that were lesser than some of his others, it seems like every team in college basketball um, – has a game or you know what they're just not missing and everything's going right you've seen Purdue do that a couple of times at home now uh, a team that's really struggled at other times this season you've had I remember Trey Burke led uh, Michigan team the year they went to the national championship losing to a, a Penn State on the road and just a team that really had no business beating um, uh, a team like Michigan who was really good that year and I just feel like Michigan's due for a game where things are just working and we can kind of sit back and enjoy basketball without being stressed out for once. But yeah, for that to happen this weekend against Michigan State with so much more going into to this matchup, obviously, hopefully they show up. Hopefully the result's at least closer if they do lose to, to Michigan State than the last result. But it's going to take probably a near flawless effort uh, just because even if Michigan State plays poorly, Michigan hasn't played well enough lately to show that they're um, good enough to win this game. The first time they played, Cassius Winston had 32 points. Xavier Tillman with uh, 20. Next high was eight points coming off the bench. Those two guys took it to Michigan and took over the game in a way that like kind of kind of made us all jealous. I think because uh, Michigan doesn't have a player like that. Are you expecting the same thing? Maybe not for both of them, but I think especially Cassius Winston, like he's somebody who who could easily do this again, right? Oh yeah, Cassius Winston, like like I talked about earlier in the show, is seems to play some of his best basketball against Michigan and in big game situations. He had an incredible game against Duke uh, last year in the NCAA tournament when they took down Zion. And so I think that you're going to see Cassius Winston get his. And like many Michigan games this season, somebody's going to have a career high. Somebody's going to play out of their minds. What you've got to keep from happening is allowing what happened last time, like you mentioned, with Tillman and Cassius Winston going off. If they can hold Xavier Tillman to 12, 15 points and make him a little bit more ineffective, while also having a guy like a John Teske or Austin Davis, who's looked pretty good off the bench, have a good night. I think that's where the game gets a little bit closer. But yeah, you're likely not going to stop Cassius Winston, and it's probably going to take a group effort from Michigan, multiple guys with 10 points or more uh, to really make this a game. But yeah, good luck slowing down Cassius. He hasn't uh, seemed to be able to be stopped against Michigan, at least in the last four or five games that I can remember. And one big thing that Michigan might have working for them this time is Brandon Johns Jr. He had 12 points in the first matchup, but the last two games, obviously, he's been really good. He's been hitting threes. Uh, his his aggression has has not gone away. He's added though the ability to 
to hit shots. And that's been really big for this offense without Isaiah Livers. Do you think, uh, you know, if, if he's able to maintain that kind of production and energy and so on, do you think that makes a big difference or does it not? Absolutely. And you couple that with the way Wagner's played, you won freshman of the week in the big 10. And uh, when Eli Brooks is having an on night uh, and then Xavier Simpson's able to kind of focus on distributing the ball. I think that those are, those are the things that need to happen. But Brandon Johns and the way he's elevated his game filled in very well for Isaiah Livers uh, and then being an East Lansing guy uh, and having kind of maybe his first taste of real success in East Lansing, even though it was a loss. I think if you can get 15, 20 from him and he's both uh, able to do some stuff down low on the boards and then hit some open shots, I mean, obviously a benefit to Michigan and you just got to help hope that he can get the help he needs because – Unfortunately, like we which, like we mentioned, Michigan just doesn't have. And I haven't seen Winston, anything new uh, on so Isaiah Livers. It's take a, kind of a group effort to take down the Spartans. But hey, if Brandon Johns can put up twenty, that would certainly help. I have not, and I at this point, I because of it being likely the same injury, even though they're trying to be hush hush about it, you can at least assume it's going to take as long to recover. Uh, from if not even longer and so I honestly don't even expect to see him before Big Ten tournament play now that's just me trying to you know move on from it just in case that happens I obviously have no medical information to prove that but yeah I'm just kind of relying on now against Michigan Ohio State on the floor Xavier Simpson I thought found a really good balance between put together scoring their best when the opportunities were there and distributing the ball that's something that absolutely has to continue against Michigan State because when when he starts trying to force things offensively, like creating his own shots and and taking threes that make you scratch your head, that's when the offense starts falling apart and the team just clearly is not as good. If he can continue to, to maintain that balance against Michigan State, I think that might be the most important thing, honestly, because he, he is so – He's so important to what the offense does that if he's not um, balanced and doing what he does best, then the rest of the offense doesn't click. You know, you, you can't you can't expect another player, uh, Franz Wagner, for example, to to somehow take over a game when your captain, the the guy who's supposed to be distributing the ball, is is not doing what he does best. So I'm looking at him against Michigan State because I think that's the the uh, the X factor, the the Xavier Simpson factor. I think that's that's what uh, will do more than maybe anything else to determine the outcome. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a mention of the game against Ohio State that Juwan Howard was frustrated during a timeout, and Xavier put it on him and said, "Hey, no, we need." We need more ball movement, and he agreed with John Howard and said, hey, that's my bad, that's on me. And I think from that point on, uh, he played a lot better uh, distributing the ball. And he didn't have a maybe a high assist night, and a lot of that's because Michigan was, I mean, even just missing point-blank layups. Um, so he didn't see the assist numbers, the, the eight and a half that he's used to getting up to. But, yeah, he put a lot on him. And so uh, the more he can play, like, the best version of Xavier Simpson the better. And and then honestly, just with this uh, being his last shot against Michigan State potentially, and, and definitely the last shot against Michigan State at home, 
Uh, last matchup with Cassius Winston, there's a lot on the line for him. And you could say, and, and maybe even argue because of kind of the way the Big Ten's trending, this is his biggest home game left on the schedule. They do have Indiana at home, a team that's been on and off, but has looked good at times. Wisconsin, again, another team that's been up and down. And then Nebraska, the rest are road games. Uh, so this could be the last, this could be the biggest regular season game of, of his career uh, left and, and definitely probably one of the most important. And so I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's probably sick of getting uh, things handed to, uh, to him by Cassius Winston, who's just had his number and been the best player in this rivalry for, again, five, All six right, before games. before we go, what do you like think now. happens on so Saturday? Hopefully he can come out, distribute, uh, hit some open shots, and, and just be the Xavier Simpson that we love watching the most. We'll go with a 10-point loss, and I think the, the biggest gap will come at the end uh, by way of some Michigan State free throws. I think the way Michigan State uh, lost to Penn State uh, on their home floor, I think doesn't help. I think that they're going to you know, be able to get up for this game as, as rivals always seem to do. Uh, against Michigan, you've just got to hope Michigan that Michigan State can at least 15, look better. Similar, uh, and very obviously, similar trajectory. I'd be very I think Michigan that, probably um, hangs around for the flip, most part. Yeah, and, State uh, toward the end, whether it's whether it's free throws or or Michigan State just hitting big shots to to bury their their arch rival, something something Michigan State has is is going to come through and put that thing out of reach. I, I just don't trust Michigan to to win a game like this yet because it's been a long time since they've won a big game or, or I should say a game against a, 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 a good team, like, like something you would be impressed with. And I just don't see it happening on Saturday. So if you want to follow me on Twitter again, you can do so at Ty underscore Fenwick. And if you want to follow Derek, he is at divine identity. Thanks for checking us out in the go blue crew. Let's go for a Michigan win on Saturday, despite the negative things we just said, go blue. Go blue.